2: Hey everyone, how you doing? Welcome, 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 welcome. Oh, Jesus! Hit the table. I hit the table, and my table rises, rising up on its own. Look at that; that's pretty funny.
1: <laughs>
2: um, there we go. Bring that d- down slowly. Down. There we go. Um, yeah, rest with Helen Russ. With I can do the
1: same thing. I, I wish are. I
2: could do that. Um, yeah, I, I think some
0: magicians can. All right, so let's talk about um, the CBA for Major League Baseball. Oh. They have no negotiations on record. They haven't spoken in, I want to say it's a month now. December, and December 1 was the... Okay. And, yeah, nothing nothing is on schedule. Nothing. And so they're all playing it fast and loose, even though spring training would start middle of next month, you know, like the 15th, 20th, something like that. Guys start to report. And still not even discussing. Uh, we, we also saw that Ken Rosenthal got fired from MLB Network. Yeah. Because... Rob Manfred apparently has thin skin, too.
1: I mean, okay, this would be akin to Gary Bettman firing Mike Zeisberger from NHL.com because Mike Zeisberger wrote a critical column about Gary Bettman. Right. Honestly, Rob Manfred is a weasel. He really is. And, and it's like, I mean, he, he has run Major League Baseball terribly. He's made Bud Selig look great, Russ. Yes. He
0: no, he, he's made him look like a sympathetic character, which is hard to do. And he's and managed it, to do that.
1: And some of the crap that he has put, a, put in, you know, the runner at second base uh, in extra innings the uh, three th- I mean I, the three batter minimum that's fine that's fine I, you know but but some of the some of the stuff is sir, and, and we know that he's pressing for the Dh in the National League which will piss off an entire fan base of multiple cities. Rob Manford is terrible as a commissioner and he needs to go but if the owners are making money it's just like the NFL. Roger Goodell is reprehensible but he's but he's making them billions so there you go.
0: Yeah, but I, I think it's different in baseball. Baseball is definitely yeah. losing market share uh, and mind share for sure. Corporate, you know, corporate sponsorship is not going to be there forever. Uh, it's going to go to other things, other sports, other, you know, maybe X pickleball. I see it's on ESPN. Uh, so crazy. crazy, But the, but but the other thing is rising pickleball. If I were if I were an owner, I would try and get Manfred out and try and get a real baseball guy in there. That's what they need. And I don't mean somebody who played baseball, like someone like Bob Costas would be great as an example. Just somebody who cares about baseball, has been around baseball their entire life, maybe isn't a lawyer because, you know, sometimes having a lawyer as your commissioner, there's good and bad with that. And the good is, yes, they end up negotiating great things. The bad is sometimes they're bad with PR. I mean, Gary Bettman got really good with that over the years. And now he uses that negative PR as a positive. but. Manfred has not figured out how to do the PR angle and still comes off as a cutthroat lawyer and fans don't like it.
2: Oh yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely a mess, you know, and, and it, it's hard. It's hard to use that PR in a positive way. We've seen that, right? And yeah. Tim, oh, yeah. And
1: Timothy in the chat's like, well, they're trying to shorten games. Okay. You can't, you, you know how you shorten games, a pitch clock that doesn't affect the game like that doesn't affect the like that's the spirit of the game but I'm putting on things
2: that and I'm, I'm, I'm as an external baseball fan and i you mm-hmm. know I don't usually chime in on baseball talk in the pre but as an external like you know as a person who played baseball I was in the little league world series or you know early rounds but I was mm-hmm. in that you know with them with my I was, an, I was a ball star to catch yeah. until like that am I the only one who thinks that that like you know baseball fans are baseball fans that it's not like the shortening the game doesn't does no, it. it's not like not like suddenly people I know who aren't baseball fans are going to start. Watching I will
0: baseball. say this. I will say this. Heck, it's it's people of about forty years old and older that don't want a lot of these changes, and then it's the other baseball fans that grew up with baseball in their household that are okay with anything that happens, right. steroids yeah. included. They just like baseball, so there right. is they, some they of that
2: are looking for changes either though. Really, are they? I mean, are they or are they just? I don't like, think they're seeking prevent-
0: changes. Well, I think. I think people are tired of long games, but again... I, you know, I've had the solution forever. You just don't let batters well, come right. out of the batter's box. You yeah, get right. one That's time right. out. I mean, there's,
1: there, there's but they there's, won't do that. There's a solution, there's a solution for and believe me, I've wa- watched enough Yankees Red Sox games on a Sunday night on ESPN that starts at seven o'clock and ends at one a.m. It's, it's right. ridiculous. And it's because the batter steps out of the batter's box, he adjusts his crotch, he adjusts his helmet, he spits in his helmet. Um and the, the pitcher that they, they stare at each other for 20 seconds and then the pitcher steps off the mound. Get like if you you want if you want the game to be sped up, okay. Pitch clock. Don't allow the batter to come out of the batter's box more than once. Don't right. don't interrupt the spirit of the yeah. game, which is what they're doing with a lot of the stuff that they've done.
2: Right. Yeah. And I, I think I don't know. I just think I feel like baseball fans. You know, when I watch a baseball game, when I'm in the mood for a baseball game, which does happen. I mean, not like you guys, but I'm I'm like I'm a casual baseball fan. When I, if I'm going to watch a baseball game, I kind of know going in that baseball's long. Like that's a long game. It's a it's a long game, and it's going to be something I'm going to sit around and I'm going to enjoy while I'm like you know reading or hanging out or doing anything like that, you know like that kind of stuff. No,
0: but For you me, that's and fun. that's a good point because at, like if you go to a game, right, yeah. and it's a nice spring or summer day, and you're going with somebody, you're going to talk through half the game
2: anyhow, right? It's just, it's, that's, that's the that is the glory of baseball to me. Like the glory of baseball right. is that. It is the sport that you can do that in that you can actually it is it is tailor-made for the way you want to feel in summer like the way the attitude you want to have on a summer day like that's yeah and we all work hard but that's to me that's still that's the idea of the summer okay we sit around we're going to hang out i'm going to i'm going to put the game on oh you know what we need we need to get you know we need you know the wife needs something to cook with her, or or you know you've got something right run to the store come back miss miss an inning maybe right. but it's it's just like to me that's that's baseball like hockey you know Whenever you have to go out to get something in the middle of the game, you know, you got to have it on the radio. You got to make sure you're going <laughs> yeah, yeah. to miss it. Oh, just my... No, that's true. Anyway, let's get into it. We got, we got some really interesting things to talk about, including a Toronto-Edmonton match coming up here. Um, but besides... <laughs> is that tonight,
1: Mike? No, tomorrow.
2: Tomorrow night, right? Yeah, okay. All right, let's get into it. Here we go. The Hockey World, it is Tuesday, January 4th, 2022.
1: Who I'm like... I'm Michael Ajello, and I am really heartbroken about how the Oilers are playing right now.
2: <laughs> Russ Cohen from Sportsology. and I'm Eklund, and you're wearing the you're watching the Hockey Buzzcast on hockeybuzz.com. You're wearing whatever you're wearing. You're watching Hockey Buzzcast on hockeybuzz.com. This is a podcast that comes every Monday through Friday to fill you in on the comings and goings in the hockey world. And let's start with the Oilers for a second because they are <laughs> definitely in a tailspin of the epic fortune.
1: Gift- the gift that keeps on giving.
2: They're in a tailspick of epic proportions. Um, and right now, you know, it's really kind of hard to get a gauge on what this team is. You know, like the, the beginning, the Oilers were incredible. We also, they were, inc- and, and they just looked amazing. And now they look awful. Really, we know that they're neither incredible nor awful. But the problem, but what are they? You know, like, and I and in, in last night was the Rangers game, which I watched, was a good, you know, the Rangers, by the way, my Stanley Cup pick now has the most points in the NHL. Mm -hmm. um but the the rangers fans don't
0: want to win the president's trophy act they've had bad luck with that yeah
2: i know that's true that's true, true true true. true. but um here you go that last night the game starts quite a couple seconds in koskinen's and goal he shoots it over the boards um delay game pounding um then uh, a couple minutes later botches i mean they do kill that off a couple minutes later botches a goal and the rangers are behind the eight ball against the i mean i mean the oilers are behind the eight ball against the rangers which is You know, you don't want to be because that Rangers team and Georgia, I mean, they have two goalies right now that are, you know, playing like two of the top 10 goalies in the league, honestly. So the reality is like, where are you going to go with this? Right. So, well, wait, so if they're two in the top 10, where's Sorokin fit in? He's not in the top ten right now. I mean, obviously,
1: oh. He's, he's, oh, still he's, he's, still having, he's still having a pretty, he's good having a good year. year. No, yeah, he's, he's, having he's doing it. Bad.
2: He's doing all he can do. I mean, I don't think. I mean, it, a, it's, un,
1: it's unfortunate that the team in front of him is. I mean, just, without
2: Sorokin, where would the Islanders be? Like, oh my god! Yeah, that's a fair point. But, I mean, okay. <laughs> so, the yeah, right true. now, like unfortunately, so that's okay. that, where he so let's let's look at the Oilers. What are they doing here? So Koskinen. I mean, it's no surprise that they need a goalie. That's not. We've been talking about that for. You know, I I always thought the Flyers were the team with the the most goalie talks, you know, on our podcast, but I think the Oilers have have taken over.
1: But here, okay, here, here's the crux of the situation. Yeah. The Oilers are two, nine and one in their last 12 games. So take the month of December and look at the statistics and look at what they're, what they've done since December 1st. And the only player who has scored over a point per game is Connor McDavid, who everybody would accept as the best or the second best or the third best forward or player in the NHL. After that, Dreisaitl less than a point per game. Their next yeah. highest scoring forward has seven points. Mm-hmm. Zach Hyman has five points. But the what happened in the first two months is that Dreisaitl and McDavid played like Superman and Batman. They they
2: were unbelievable. Yeah. But not but just them. I mean, it was it was them, but it wasn't just them. It was it was the guys. It was Hyman. It was there were other some them. other
1: guys. Hyman was the really picked couple, You know, it was a couple others. But my point they, is, they, for the
2: first time, we were talking about the Oilers having secondary scoring, and it looked like they were going to. Yes. You know, they were on top of things, and you know their defense. We were wondering how their defense was doing it. You know, and but they were outscoring teams, so they were winning games, and that was the reality. And you're right; they were playing. I mean, beyond human. No question about it, McDavid's continued to play that way, Settle hasn't, but, you know, that's not to say that Dreisaitl isn't still playing at the top, in the top three or four of the league, so, yeah. the reality is that this Oilers team needs, they need, there's two, we have I've talked about this many times, and I feel like a broken broken record, but, you know, if you watch the show, I'm sorry, but this is the reality that I feel like there's two ways you can change things. And that that's on a team and you can you can change the coach, even if the coach isn't, you know, necessarily the problem. But changing the coach changes things that does. We've seen it happen in Philly. I mean, they brought it. They just they just elevated an assistant coach and they're playing better um, is that they're playing somewhat better. You know, is that going to be long term? Who knows? You can change the coach or you can change the goalie. Right. And those are the two things that change the dynamic of a team. It's just the reality. They Well, all right. So there's three things that that are definitely going wrong with the Oilers.
0: Mm -hmm. Aside from Dave Tippett just looking completely defeated these days. Um, So the first thing, and Anna agrees, wherever she is. um, The first thing is, yeah, that Koskinen third goal was really the backbreaker. Like that's the one where, you know, the Oilers fight back and they get back to a 2-1 game and that third goal is the killer. So there's that. The second thing is the Rangers do have a, have a, a theory of shutting down the team's best line. Let's do that, and let's let everybody else beat you. And so the Rangers do have a lot of teams that, you know, have third- and fourth-line scores, guys scoring against them. But they completely derailed the McDavid line. McDavid had literally two good shots on goal. Guys like Fox, other forwards, Strom, they all were playing. They all had active sticks going. And it was like running into a wall of sticks. They couldn't find any space. The problem is – when you do that to the Oilers, and look, and I, I like McLeod who scored. I actually think yeah. Ryan McLeod can play a little bit. So, sure. but again, you need like five or six guys to be able to do it. And you know who the one guy who was just in, and I don't know, maybe he's out with COVID, but was was Nugent Hopkins even in the lineup yesterday? I,
1: I don't think so. At least if he was, I didn't. If he was,
0: him. I didn't see him. And if he and I, is, I
1: watched a lot of that game. So, and, and if he is, is, he's not doing much this year
0: either. And Again, you go back well, to that. The RV started off as the gangbusters.
1: Now he, and he P. did RV start off
0: be... gangbusters. He is now leveled off. They are emotionally uh fragile.
1: Yeah, no, 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 Nugent Hopkins. Okay, so he
0: didn't
2: play. They're Probably, emotionally fragile. Though. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, they're 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 an emotionally they're way beyond fragile. I would say they're an emotional oh, yeah. wreck. I mean, they are they are the, and, and their fans are their fans are losing it. You know, and they and they should be there. The, the frustration I mean, level is an all time high.
1: But here, but okay, and and you know, I can I can t- I can take a bow right now. But you know, if they turn if they turn things around, then you know, obviously things will will change. But right now, you know, they're on the precipice of missing the playoffs, which I said, you know, maybe it was a little jokingly I was saying that, but I really thought that the flaws of the Oilers were not addressed by Ken Holland during the offseason. I know the last two years they went after Grubauer this summer, they went after uh, a Markstrom last summer, they struck out on both of them. I, I have said constantly you need to get it. if you can't get a goaltender via free, free agency you need to trade for one and they didn't want to expend the assets to get the goaltender well, they should have bought out
0: koskin and if for no other reason so they would have had maneuverability this year or trade things him started or to fail yeah or or trade or... Him
1: right they could have done that but they didn't want to give up the draft pick or whatever or whatever it would have taken to do that plus they're dv de- okay I don't know many teams and many general managers in the league who, when you're one of your sore spots, is defense that you trade a young and pretty good defenseman in Ethan Bear for a third liner who's not a bad player in Warren Fogle. But that you know, I the, I think the need for solidity on defense was greater than the need for depth scoring. And, and the crazy thing is, like, let's
2: go back to Tippett for a second because, you know, he sort of has gotten an amazing amount of, and i talked about this a couple weeks ago like no one seems to be calling for tippet's head you know which is pretty astonishing well, i mean it's now start, it's, it's changing well it, start,
1: it started in the last week because all of yeah. all of a sudden neck the name and again i meant i think i mentioned this with the ken holland connection you knew that the name that would come out there is babcock and i mean i i if they want to go to i mean I mean, I see, I personally think that that would be – I mean, maybe there would be a short-term turnaround because Babcock is a good – There would turnaround. be. There would be short-term. If yeah. anything,
2: Mike, if anything, Mike, I think that – I think because Holland's there, that won't happen. Like, the reality is – and if Kevin was on, I think he would agree that that right. that, that just ended. That just that, – that, 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 you know, he – Holland has seen all he needs to see of Babcock to know what Babcock's about and at the end there he Babcock wasn't helping them at all like so the right. reality is like you know in Detroit that's that's the last place it but goes think,
1: but think of it this way Ak if they don't turn it around and they miss the playoffs and they have teams like San Jose and LA and Winnipeg and Dallas breathing on their heels if he, Holland's Holland might get fired this oh yeah year. No, no,
2: there's no question about that I think that Holland is in trouble too and the reality here is you know they I mean they have they still have a very good chance of being in the playoffs they're still in the playoffs oh, sure. yeah because the they're they could not play any worse than this and they're still in the playoffs like, they're still battling through this you know at some point they played well enough at the beginning of the season to give them a little bit of leeway there I mean that's gone now but it, but it's not like that you know if they are playing like this the whole well, season they would be my, out of it
1: completely my my, po- my point was is that when McDavid and will play like mere mortals they 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 don't have enough talent behind them to cover up their flaws. And when Miko Koskinen in the last month has an 8.78 save percentage oh, and yeah. is one five and one, the guy should be waived. The guy should be sent anywhere you yeah. can. You're better off giving school, Stuart Skinner, who's a young goaltender, the opportunity yeah. before before you go out and trade for a goalie. Because right now their season is going down the toilet.
2: No, and, and, you know, and I think that on, there's a couple different points there. I think on one hand, it's easy to sit there and, and you know, Koskinen has been hurt. this. Mike Smith, when he was in there, was great, but he's gotten hurt. He can't stay healthy at all. Um,
1: and we can predict that. because There's he's more to it now now than that. There's
2: more there's – more, I think that it's so easy to sit there and say, you know, it's up to dry. If dry, so McDavid make David do this or drive so David do that. I mean, the, the, re- the reality is the rest of this team is, is really where, what's going to matter more than those, those, those two are going to keep them in games. If they're going to make the playoffs or do anything in the playoffs, it's going to be because of the rest of the teams and the rest of the team. And that's where, you know, you can sit there and, and definitely criticize your defense, but also at the same time, the moves they made in the beginning of the year were working. So when they were getting the goaltending from Smith, they were a really good team. And and that, and I can't help but think that, you know, it does affect you completely throughout the lineup. It, it, I've said it many times, you know, if a goalie's not making big saves, the offense doesn't want to take the chances to score goals. Well, it, but, it, it just goes throughout the entire lineup.
1: You know, well, just to but,
0: answer the, the, the chat room, Wallstead, from what people were reading and, and tweeting, got covid Um during the world juniors and is still stuck in Edmonton. So yeah. he wouldn't be playing for the Oilers this year.
1: Well, well, I mean, but you're, what are you going to do? Throw an 18 year old goaltender, 19 year old goaltender to the no. wolves? I mean, if they drafted Cosa or wall, listen,
0: and don't, and don't have me talking about when it's too soon for a goalie to be an NHL starter or the people in yeah. Buffalo and, and some other windbag might start to uh, attack me. So, you know, Oh yeah, no,
2: that's a tough spot to be in. Obviously, you know, it doesn't work. Sometimes it does. It usually doesn't work when you go too young with goalies.
1: Okay. My, my, my point, my overall point is, is that even a guy like me who notices the obvious noticed well before what they did this summer, the flaws of the Oilers and Ken Holland really, I mean, okay. A 38 year old Duncan Keith, Cody CC, and re-signing Tyson Berry was your answer, and and bringing back Chris Russell, was your answer on defense. Darnell Nurse is fantastic, but he can't play 45 minutes. I love Evan Bouchard. He's gonna be a really good defenseman. There's just not enough there there, so you shouldn't have traded Uh, Ethan Bear for Warren Fogle and your goaltending you had to find a way to address your goaltending and for two straight off seasons you didn't and right now it's going to throw your unless you go ahead and find some answer before the deadline it's going to flush your team down the toilet now I do want to point out some positives so on the positive side with the
0: Rangers they again started to play Lafreniere with some quality players he was yeah. playing. He he was with Goudreau. He was with Strom. Hey, well, all of a sudden he gets two points. He's fourth on, yeah. And he looked good. He was fourth on it. He's fourth on the team in goals. He doesn't have many assists. Well, why is that? Well, he doesn't get any power play time. Seven of those goals are even strength. He was playing on bottom lines with guys like Dryden hunt and Julian Gauthier and Philip Heedle, and none of them are going to help him. And right now where he is at in his career, he's not ready at the point where he's going to make them better. And look, we talked about Connor McDavid. He doesn't make anybody better, even now. So some guys just don't do that, right? So yeah. if you want the production, you got to play him with some with
2: some skill guys. And right. I would leave him with Strom for as long as Panarin is out. Why not? I would too. I mean, and, and there's no, I mean, there's no reason not to. Right now, you're in a good spot. You know, you're 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 in the playoffs pretty soundly at this point. You're looking pretty good. I, and you, and you know, the time has come to like, you know, Lafrenia has been taken, been brought along slowly by the Rangers, yeah. you know, for, for, and, for a and first Adam Fox,
0: one, one more thing. So it is still my belief that Adam Fox is the best defenseman in hockey. Yeah. I don't care if voters don't want to give it to him because deep down, they don't want to give a young guy a second Norris, but he's still leading the league, leading the uh, all defensemen in points. And the, all of the other things that he does in a game, Really is better than any of the other defensemen. mccarr is better offensively, sure, as far as goals go. But yeah, Macar is more the, dynamic. But you know but that's, the impact on the game that Fox has, right. and you right. saw it in the Edmonton game, and everybody got to see it nationwide.
2: That was a pretty big deal. The crazy thing about this is like you know, like we look at the you know the G, before Drury gets there, you know, the job that the job that the GM does, there you know, is, yeah. is really pretty phenomenally in, in the yeah. Rangers. Like I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean Sashirkin so and Jury do – two, I mean, two really solid, obviously drafts, pickups that they that they made, that they made. They they weren't everybody knew Shasurkin was going to be good, but he's really, really good. Yeah. Uh Fox is, you know, I don't think he was going to be considered, you know, one of the top two defensemen in the league when he was coming. He comes through. Panarin but, is easily the best UFA signing that we've ever seen. And yeah. you know, you go through the whole thing. It's just like About technically
0: technically, um, They've had some good ones, but I would say he might be the best. I'd have to really look at that. I think, I mean, I think
2: if you go through the league, it's hard to find a better.
0: In the league right now,
2: yes. Yeah. Maybe like I you were last... talking Rangers history. Okay. No. Yeah. No, maybe not Rangers history, maybe. but like the last 20 years of the NHL, I would try, Zedino, to, fi- try to find a more, a Zedino, more impactful, Zedino more worth Zedino
1: it. Zadane O'Chara in Boston. Yeah. That was the most impactful. Because Boston was a crap team before they signed Chara. They had, you know, they, they were they were trading mm-hmm. Thornton. They were a perennial loser. They add Chara. They have all those good drafts. Um, yeah, I mean, know, that's under, true. Yeah, so I mean, I think – I you mean, know,
2: you know, we, we very rarely see these guys worth what they sign for, you know. Yeah, I, I do them. want
0: to address to Andre, the reason someone like Adam Fox is a third-round pick, he always had talent. He was with the NTDP, but he, he wasn't that strong. He wasn't as fast as he is right now. He yeah. was always playing with with great players, yeah. but they also knew he'd be going to college. So all of those things, and and many figured at the draft that he'd probably have to go at least three years in college. Okay, and then and that and then he would have to have some AHL time and then make the NHL and be really good. I think a lot yeah. of people had him pegged to be like a second pairing kind of defenseman, me too, and I watched him in Harvard, and I thought he was great. I wrote glowing reports. Still didn't think he was going to be one of the best in the league, yeah, yeah. and that's just something that that does happen in players
2: that sometimes you don't see. Well, you, I mean, it's so it's, it's 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 opportunity, meets hard work, meets meets yes. all kinds of different luck, all kinds of things that play into a player getting developed like that, right? So as you know really well. Um, and speaking of defensemen, I mean, while we're here, I've been working on the, um, the rumor chart, you know, which is coming out this week, and uh, I've been going through, which is always fun. And then I've been, I've been going through the defensemen, um, the UFA defensemen, the ones who uh, whose contracts are expiring. First off, right. I started starting there, and there's the, you know although there's not a great you could sit there and say there's not a great you know amount of um, super talent. There are very impactful players on this list, and and I think that this list, I mean, there's a couple top top guys. Well, and um and there's the one a big,
1: I, there's a big four.
2: There's a big four. The one I read about today. You know, we've talked. We talked a lot. We've already we've already talked a lot about um, you know, oh, um, Ben Sherat yeah, in Montreal. You know, and he's he's going to be one of the top guys for sure. He's going yeah. to probably get a first round draft pick. The guy I talked about today um, in in Mark Giordano is 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 the one that's actually getting some more interest than Sharrat when I talk around. There's more teams interested in him, um, and I think because of the fact he's got so much experience, because of the fact that he is such a leader and uh and, and, and he's so, the
0: ultimate quick fix nobody would want him and want right. to
2: retain him for like three more years but right but for this yeah yeah it's like the perfect it's the per, it's the perfect player in this situation i mean he's a 6.75 but, but we have to ask the question
0: because again we asked the question even when when they got him initially and made him captain are they really going to trade the first captain they ever had at the first trading deadline they ever have? I don't know if they're going to do that. Francis may just decide not to do that.
2: He might, well, he might like, decide not to do that. That's true. Um, well, it's, I, it's, I don't, it's a I'm missed really opportunity. Sure
1: it's a missed opportunity. If he, if he, do, if he does it, Russ, I mean, well, but you
2: understand the
0: PR yeah. consequences of that though. Sure. Yeah, there's
2: definitely there's definitely a PR consequence of that. Um, and, but, you know, but there is also a Seattle fan base. I think that's accepting that Seattle is, you know, a normal expansion team, you know, maybe yeah, even better yeah, than I mean, normal in some ways. I mean,
1: and they have a, a record of a normal expansion, but
2: they're not, I mean, but you know, and they're, but they're not actually, well, we look back on some records of expansion teams. They're not that bad. I mean, honestly, there's no, some, no they're not as bad as expansion the, teams in the NHL that have been way worse than them. They're yeah, not as bad um,
1: as the, as the early day Washington capitals who like like I think eight wins in 74 or 75. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, look at the early, well, if they didn't beef up their goaltending at the last minute, seattle they might have been that bad though yeah they were heading towards that i mean it's you know it's 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 tricky for sure but so so you know giordano that and I, I was so i've also been asking around teams interested in defensemen and um the really interesting thing about giordano of course is that calgary would love to have him back they would they would take him back in a heartbeat they didn't want to get rid of him remember he they had to they had to expose him it's not like you know it's not he doesn't he's not going to feel like you know he understood why they exposed him he's not he, there's no hard feelings there between calgary and giordano and I think that would be a great fit. Um, but the interesting thing is Edmonton also making a play for that. Now, Edmonton doesn't have cap space to do almost almost anything right now. And that's the issue, right? So they're going to have to figure out really creative things to do if they're going to make any sense. And they're going to have to do things like move Koskinen and a first-round draft pick somewhere to lose the contract. And things like that are going to have to happen in order for this to happen. And I think that they will because talking to people in Edmonton this morning, um, the last thing they want to do is hype up a great first-round draft pick, like another first-round draft pick. Like, they're They're fine. They, they realize that the problems they have in Edmonton can be fixed without without the draft like they, they they this can be done if they have the money they can fix it
0: <laughs> they, well they, for a year well, that's, that's the can,
2: problem it's not a it's not a long-term fix act. you're really but, just talking
0: no. for this year
2: yeah but I mean first the first round pick which is like that quick impact soon player that's not really what they're looking for they're looking for somebody so they're looking for a solid experienced guy who can help lock things down when they need to lock it down no but they have players on their last legs like chris russell too like it's yeah. just if they had better
0: drafts you would have more of these guys filling oh, in yeah, now no. from yeah, the previous no, sure. draft but
2: yeah. but yeah i mean in hindsight yes you know but the reality is where they are right now and what they have to do right now no you're really right can't sit around and wait for another draft because mm-hmm. that they can't wait for a draft pick to develop that's not what okay. that's not where the game we are gonna play
1: I'm not sure how how costly it's going to be to move Koskinen and since he's an expiring contract, you know, basically like Arizona is going to have a ton of cap space when they trade all their UFAs. So and they have no goaltending with the Val yeah. uh, Dama and uh and Carter Hutton and I think yeah, but they
2: still I mean But I'm just saying. I don't think think Arizona in the past. I I still can't believe that they gave Mont. They they let Montreal off the hook with with uh, the Dorak trade. I can't believe they didn't ask to get more out of that. Still, but I
1: I I don't think it's going to cost them a first round pick to dump Koskinen. I I, like a month before the end of the season. I think they can accomplish that without without giving up a first. But they they are gonna they are gonna have to use that first. And and Holland apparently has said he's willing to trade the first um to upgrade at a different area the question is you know this is like the you know the holes in the dike you just have so many fingers how many yeah holes no for sure i don't
2: i don't want to make I, I, we, I don't want to get too far back into edmonton but sure, i just think sure. that they're, they're one of those you know calgary edmonton rangers have cap space and they're an interesting team to watch here how they're yeah. going to play it out giordano is a good fit for them he, he really would he really would fit nicely in their lineup i think um and uh, I also think Giordano would fit nicely on the island. Who, they, I know people are saying that it makes. The you know, islands
1: are done.
2: They, they, they really are less done now, even than I, when I talked to you last time, Mike. And they have, because they, they are now have only lost two games in regulation in the last 10. They are, if they were to win their three games I'm at not
1: hand. any ground, Eck. That's the problem. Like,
2: if they win their three games at hand, they're tied with the Flyers three points out of a playoff spot. I mean, this, this, so how the Flyers this
1: aren't in a playoff spot. No, like, but that's,
2: we're talking, no, but we're talking about a team three points out of the last spot, but, but Boston has five games in spot, hand on both
0: of them. What was that? Boston has like five games in hand on both of them.
1: Uh, let me look at that real quick, but they yeah, I know they have Boston has 28 games. They have 34 points. The Islanders have 26 points with the same amount of games. They're okay. Six, so they
2: play 20. So yeah, behind, I mean,
1: they're eight points behind a wild card spot with the same amount of games. And that, and so, yeah, unless unless they win 12 in a row, they're done. That's what I'm saying. They
2: continue to lose two out of every 10 in the regulation. They're not done. And and, and I don't know. Will- Actually, that's a good question. If we
0: had a real math person on this show, no offense. I mean, I'm not saying you're not. Maybe even your wife wife would be the person to yeah. figure out the percentage that what that percentage is and the percentage yeah. that everybody else would have to lose. I still think that's an uphill battle.
1: I mean, okay, so say, I think for, I think last year, someone can look this up. I think uh, the last playoff spot was in the, ni- it was like 93 or 94 points. Say, some, say something like that. So they have 54 games remaining and how many points they would need. 26- What's
2: that? They just said, like what you just said there is like mind boggling. 54 games remaining. Well, so
1: does Boston. Boston I know, is- but
2: 54 games, a lot can go wrong with a lot of teams. A lot can go right with a lot of teams in 54 games. Right. I mean to, to sure. sit there and call them out of it, but they could start <laughs> losing again too. Like that's right. <laughs> sure, I mean they can, but this is a this is a team that everybody kind of agreed earlier was a pretty good team if they have other if have other pieces and they're not that bad, right? Well, now. we also
0: took a leap of faith that Zach Parisi might give him something. He hasn't. Palmieri yeah. might give him something. He hasn't. Well, Palmieri
2: yes, like Parise. Uh,
0: would be better. He's
2: not. Like there's a lot of other things that yeah, have Pagiot, gone wrong here. Hageo can peggio is not without hope um no i mean the reality is paggio it has had an, an inconsistent career that's one of the reasons they didn't hold on to him in i mean and to he, echo the chat room noah
0: dobson's playing great and yes he's going to be a terrific defenseman there's no yeah. question so it's good that's all good but i don't even know if that's enough it's probably not enough
2: right i mean
1: right. There, okay there are four teams in between them and the wild card the second wild card
2: and let's talk about um, talk about those teams
1: Okay, the 14 the okay, Boston is the second wild card and they have the same amount of games remaining and they're All 8 right. points ahead, okay? They have they are seven points behind Detroit. The Boston is probably
2: passing whoever's at Pittsburgh, right? He's ahead of them, probably? and all like probably. So. But okay, but,
1: but Pit- look at but Pittsburgh,
2: Pittsburgh, more or less. Okay. I don't it's- think Pittsburgh's dropping. I think they're going to stay exactly where they are. Have
1: Forty-one points. They're fifteen points. Mm-hmm. Correct. But they only have three games in hand on them, and they're fifteen points behind. Just, them. Tristan
0: Jarry's a Vezina
2: candidate, but right now he is. Yeah, I mean, and, and listen, yeah. and that's good. And that you know, we're, we're what two one third away in the season, and
1: that's okay. good. So, okay, they have absolutely no hope whatsoever of getting into the top three in their division. Carolina's got 47, and the other two teams have 48. So yeah, they're, they're locked out of
0: that. That's they're definitely. locked
1: out of that. So their only yeah. their only option is the wild card. They're, they are 15 points behind Pittsburgh and had three games in hand on the Penguins. And they're eight points behind Boston, and Boston is the same amount of games. They're done. They're it's, done.
0: A, it's a very hard. So yeah, hard. I, mean, I, look, X, I don't even think. 54 games to go I don't this. even think the Flyers have a good chance. They don't.
2: How could they not? They have fifty. They have
0: fifty. What fifty games to go, and they're three points out. It's not a good chance. It's a chance. Can they get
2: three points in fifty? X, games. Even
0: with this winning with Mike Yo. They have not gained much ground.
2: I'm not – I don't – listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I think they're going to make it. I no, don't I know that. It. I
0: but like but what you, what you there, said about is, Yo was accurate, that they yeah. played better, but is it good enough? And the answer is no.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, and like I, you know, we've talked about that. Like, and I wrote about, you know, in my resolutions for teams that the Flyers have to really seriously consider the fact that they're going to lose their shot at some half decent head coaches here if they wait, if they hold off on this That's thing. That's true. You're right about, about these that. these coaches are going to be gone. And I think that – like I think Tippett's going to be replaced this year. I wouldn't be shocked if we see another interim coach out there replaced this year that's that's going on right now um i think that the way this plays out there's you know at some point the, these you know the flyers are have an opportunity right now with a lot of coaches out there that are half decent to jump on they're not but that's that's i don't want to i don't want to get into them either i would uh, but the reality is three points out you, you can't call a team done that's three points out with 54 games to go you just that's just that's just absurd I mean, you can you can say you don't think they're going to make it because they're they're not good enough, and I agree with that. But we can, but to call them done is like, anyway. Moving on to other other defensemen who are out there. Um, <laughs> Drummond's out there with Arizona. That's I don't know if that. Okay, that's the-
1: here here okay here's here's the big four. What, Giordano is one. Yeah, um, know, I'm going to get to. Um, Sharat is two. Rasmus Ristolainen with Philadelphia is three. Yep. And John Klingberg in Dallas is four. Uh, now, there yeah,
2: are – Gitzlainen's not – Three Bayland people I've been talking. No, to I'm here. not saying.
1: And I'm not saying he's the third best. I'm just saying of the four, the, the four. I'm not ranking them. I'm just saying that I think they're the big four. Now the question is, Philadelphia will they trade G- uh, uh, uh Klingberg? Will Dallas trade them? I don't think they want to. Lindholm is another one. Josh Manson, but again, I'm not putting them in the cat in that category because Anaheim is in the playoffs right now. If they drop down like a stone, then they're available, maybe. But uh, right Miller now, and
2: Butcher, Miller and Butcher in Buffalo will probably be moved. I've been told that.
1: Yeah, Butcher, um, Butcher could get some consideration. You get Colin, some consideration, right? Colin Miller's um, Colin, Miller is, Colin Miller is a right hand shot, and I've I've connected. But I'm, he's I'm, at
0: this point fool's gold. He's nothing.
1: Well, no, no, no. I'm I'm so, I'm talking strictly depth, Russ. Right, and that's, right. And that's what, would, like, I mean. Colin Miller has long been connected to Toronto. They were interested in him when uh, he was with Boston and before he went to Vegas in the expansion draft. He played for the Sioux under under Keefe and, and Dubis. He's a right-hand shot. You know, they're they're short on right-handed defensemen. So I think there's a possibility, depending on the Sabres and what they do in terms of eating salary, that a guy like Miller uh, again, a guy like Will Butcher. Butcher has had a terrible year. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how much they get but he was signed. sick last year yeah, like,
2: he's sick and he's in buffalo and it's hard to really you know that there are teams around New the Jersey. league though oh, no, no. t- yeah their t- teams around the league they'll take a chance on a guy for because he's in buffalo and he's you know and and you know robert well, hagg another it's, guy it's, robert Hag also will get will get looked at,
1: at, the, well, at again, the again with, with with uh with a guy with a guy like uh butcher it's how much money they'll eat
0: right i think hag will get looked at but
1: i think justin braun
2: would actually be um Braun's another one,
0: one on of the list higher here.
2: guys on the list if he's available no, he's definitely on my list too um you know we talked about klimberg um dehan in chicago is another yeah one. dehan's gonna be, dehan's, gonna be dehan's
1: the the injury question mark is the big thing um i the actually people, heard the teams Letty,
2: letty's ahead of, P- of wrist aligning on people's lists when i talk to them so if you want to talk about um
1: right and then and then well sense. it depends what you
0: want okay so yeah. And again, I don't want to be the defender of, of Ristolainen, but also I'm tired of people with old takes on him when he's played much better this year. So you're not getting Ristolainen for his big shot because the big shot isn't really something that, unless you use him a lot on the power play, which most teams wouldn't now, is, isn't is going to come to, 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 to bear out. What is coming to bear out is his shot blocking, his, his defense has been good. He's only had a couple of those bad turns this year where, you know, a goal is attributed to him and you say, okay, he's given Sanheim a lot of confidence. So, if you're looking for that physical defenseman, you might take him over Letty. If you're looking for the offensive defenseman, then you're going to take Letty. I think Letty's wow. higher in this, you know, as far as worth, but again, with yeah. the teams, they have a lot of Nick Letty's. They don't have a lot of Ristolane's.
1: Right, and yeah. another, another and going on d- d- with Detroit, and we probably talked talk about this with with kevin tomorrow um mark Stahl is only mark Stahl is on a two million dollar contract it's not like he was on the, the big deal he yeah. was the previous year he's a veteran guy maybe that you know a troy stetcher who's a mobile defenseman. defense well,
2: stetcher and, and detroit both of them are you know are on my list here um hickey on the islanders is another one that people have talked about you know injuries. If
1: yeah injuries are going to be a killer for sure you know
2: um and also um also now, Brown in Ottawa, you know, that's another one too. Um,
1: now I don't think there is every year is
2: talked about, but I think this could be the year that Brown actually does move.
1: I, I don't think there is any way, uh, even if they retain 50% that the devils can move PK Subban at the $9 million mark. So, you know, he, I, I think he's stuck in Jersey. Um, yeah.
0: So wait, you're, you're talking about Connor Brown getting moved.
1: No, no, Josh Brown, Josh, Josh Brown. Brown, Josh Brown yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a depth, he's a depth defenseman. I yeah. mean, he's just a
2: guy who makes like, nothing. he makes like 1.2 and he's really, he's, he's, you know, there, there, but there are people who, you know, when you talk around, you know, there's people who will talk about different kinds of defensemen, you know, the impact defensemen, yeah. uh, we talked about at the beginning, they're like the maybe two and a half million and up type guys who are considered the impact defensemen. And then the $2 million and down are considered the well wow. you know, depth, depth guys
1: the um, big the big name that's out there and somebody in the chat was mentioning him and he's got a lot of term left and he's a really good defenseman but um is it's chick And all right
2: well i have something on him i talked i did talk about i did ask about around about him and what i've heard on him is that the nhl who has been extremely patient with um with arizona in general <laughs> does not want any part of them moving Chikrin, And that's been made pretty clear. Yeah. We, um, we
1: figured that we said
2: that, you are you have to you have to have, right, because have they're, to an
1: they're an organization without talent. If they trade ch- and he's right. like, right. Well, you have to feel that you have, gonna, have
2: to fill the team. You have to give your, your fans, somebody whose Jersey they won't buy. There's like certain things that you have to do, you know, and, uh, and chicken. So if he moves, I, I would be shocked. I really would. I know, I know, you know, you know, Freeman reported pe- people were, they were gauging interest for him.
1: Well, it's a the, the, the one thing I agree with what you're saying. I can if if the, if the league is telling them that, then you know where that franchise is because if they're telling them not to trade your, the three or four good young players that you have, then you know I heard I heard a theory that the NHL might do a Montreal you know for, I was think it was Friedman who mentioned it yesterday that the NHL might do a a Montreal Expos type of thing and buy the buy the franchise from the current owners and sell it to a team. Uh, for the expansion rate, which was oh, like, I don't
0: know if these owners want to do that though.
1: Well, I mean, but the thing is, the, the NHL has the final say here, Russ. If they're if they're I running know. this team into the friggin' ground and they owe, and and they can't get uh you know that that big money that big money uh uh um uh thing in Tempe going, they're they're a team without a building to play for okay but here's possible. the other thing
0: though yeah. if 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 they do buy it back Then they're going to run the cap as a net zero kind of thing. And it's hard to even get any better that way. And they're not going to be able to sell the team instantly that way because then you have to get every owner to agree on it. They're better off telling these owners you're moving. Or you should sell the team right now. That's sure. what they're better off doing.
1: Oh, well, and maybe that maybe that's an option. But I think the NHL sees a possibility of flipping the you know of buying this team like a foreclosure and flipping it and no making money on it.
2: No, I'm saying, but the, you know, no, like I, he, think, I don't think you're totally wrong, Mike. Are they going to have Jeremy Roenick out there showing the place? Like, is he going to be right. outside for all the wrong reasons?
1: <laughs> no, it's 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 the NHL version of flip and flop. If that's what. Yeah.
2: Now here's the thing about this um, you know like the nhl does love 32 teams it's a number that they're really happy with they're comfortable with it that's where they want to be for a while and there are there are places that want teams you know um so it's not out of the question that they would do something like that i think that they would take one of their teams and, and, and well, they'll,
0: they'll do it if they have to because there is no place yeah. for
2: them to play so yeah. if they don't have a
0: quick sale for an owner they're gonna have to like i get that
2: yeah and they and they could get the expansion they could make it into like an expansion type situation um and like, you know, and that's not out of the question. I've heard that, too. Um,
1: but, but really, if you're talking about the overall landscape of defensemen who are rentals at the, at the, at the deadline, it's probably about 10 to 12, you know, of varying quality. And, yeah. you know, that's not a lot. Now, you know, maybe there'll be more out there that have term left.
2: It's a um, lot and it's a lot Mike in this like cat frozen world. It's quite a bit actually because there's not that many teams that can do much and from what I've been told you know it's a, you're talking about you are gonna have to make player trades, you know, and it's it's going to get tricky. I mean, to make you know, I think there's no question that you know Giordano and sherat are the guys who, you know, interest everybody way above everybody else. I think those are the two that definitely I mean, Klimberg has some value, but there's also, has value for sure. He's a great defenseman, but there are also people who think that Dallas isn't really going to move him. So that's like sort of an, in, in between people don't know really what going happen with Klingberg. It,
1: it, it depends, it depends on what, like as Klingberg has come out and basically says he wants a deal or is it his representative says he wants a deal close to what Heiskanen got and they can't afford it. I'd be yeah. like, here's the door. But you know, no one can,
2: but no one can. There's no one, there's no one in the league that can afford that. So,
1: well, there are there are teams. It's just teams oh, there
2: are going to afford it, but no one that there's no well, one. That doesn't play really play defense it. either, so there is a limitation right. for him. He's he, a sweet, yeah.
1: he's a Swedish Sergey Gonchar. He's a rover.
2: Right. Yeah, and I think that we I think that Gonchar is a good example because he's a guy who we saw start to get moved all over the place towards the end. All of his career. over the place. Yeah, you know? at the end
1: of his career, because you know, it's like, like five million dollars
2: a year here, five million dollars a year there. Right. He's a mercenary. You can see that with Klingberg very easily. You know,
1: no, but I think he's. Gonna, I think he's going to want to get that long term deal, and I think somebody who's desperate for offense from the blue line is going to pay, is going to pay. I don't know if they're going to pay eight million dollars, but you know maybe they'll pay close to that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I, I old would say he? he's, he's how old is he? He's like Plinger, I think he's twenty seven or twenty seven. I I don't think
0: anybody's given him eight. I don't think so. Yeah.
1: Eight million or eight years? Eight million. Okay. He might yeah. have a short. They might on a short term deal. They might uh,
2: maybe eight for three years something like that, but I don't think it would be. Anything. Dougie Hamil-
1: Dougie Hamilton got nine five, and we know the defensive shortcomings of Dougie Hamilton. But Hamilton
0: does have more offensive impact than than uh, Klingberg. He's got a lot more upside than Klingberg. You know, we're talking
1: we're talking about the landscape of a league that paid Darnell Nurse nine five, that paid Seth Jones. 9-5. All right, well,
0: here's what we do for now on when we talk salaries. We leave the Edmonton Oilers out of it because they have too many salaries that (laughs) are out, they're outliers. They're absolute
2: outliers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nurses. You know that, he's that a good player he's a
1: really good player
2: Really oh, player that contract is insane but that's an, he's an excellent contract.
1: defenseman but he's the nine five is way overpaid i mean he's i think he's a seven to seven and a half million defenseman who hit who hit the mega millions that's right, so andre yeah. said Klingberg's
0: going to be 30. at 30 for Klingberg, knowing yeah. knowing five. where
2: his career lies i'm not signing him for more than five years yeah, yeah five year five
1: year good. max five year max
2: yeah I mean I don't think Chara will find a place at all I don't think anyone's gonna go with that um you know they get some will. other. well Matt Green you know who's a devil you know who's an Islander um Andy Green Andy Green, Andy Green sorry Andy Green
1: but there's there's the question is Chara you know okay he decided on the Islanders um but we know this is probably the last year of his career you know, does, does he agree to go back to a place like Washington? Does he agree to waive his – I think he's got a no – Well, I don't think he has a no movie. He probably just says – He didn't
0: fit in in Washington, so I don't think so.
1: Know, does he go to Tampa? Does he, he might go, go to Tampa. Does he go back to Maybe. Boston? I mean
2: – He's not going back to Boston.
1: Right.
2: I don't think so. Keith Yandel is another one. Is that, you know, on my list? Um, listen, you know. Keith Yandel has to break the stupid
0: record first because the team is, like, <laughs> afraid to not play him. Right. Even though he stinks,
2: this is a such a it's such such a disastrous type thing right now for them.
0: It really, it, ek, honestly <clears throat> do do we think there was a previous negotiation like, hey, you're going to let me break the record here, right? That's why I'm taking nine
2: hundred thousand to play for you. Yeah, it I really so. seems that way. It absolutely seems that way. And you know, this is why this is this is the situation that you know Florida found themselves in before. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, they caught my throat, but yeah, that's where they found themselves. You know. This is why Florida had trouble. This is why Florida was wasn't sure what to do at some point.
1: Yeah. But I mean, right
2: back. I got a drink. One second. Yeah. So if, if
1: the fly, if the Russ, if the Flyers made a promise to Yandel when they signed him, okay, we'll, we'll sign, we'll sign you, or we'll, you know, a the, the bargain for you to, uh, uh, you know, we'll sign you cheap, but our guarantee to you is that you'll play every game.
0: Sure, seems that way.
1: Yeah, and and that and that guarantee obviously if that was a an Aline Vino promise that ended when Vino being fired, but obviously it wasn't because Yandel's still playing. So yeah,
0: he at this point there were long enough stretches he should have been out of the lineup because he just hasn't cut it. So, so
1: how many how many games does he go? How many games does he have left to go before he breaks the record?
0: I heard it was sometime in in uh, January,
1: but I, I lost track. Maybe like January twenty sixth. So he, if he breaks the record by one game and then they then, st- then they bench him. Yeah. If he's yeah. doing, you know, the question is, is he, is he doing enough harm playing? on he's the He's doing block? harm.
0: Yeah. He's, he's doing enough harm. Even it's, it's come to the point Mike where people have to point out the one or two good things Yandel did in the game because the rest is just not good. So it's like, that's all that gets talked about now. It's really an uncomfortable spot to be in and they could be better without them.
1: But uh, just going back to Arizona for a second. I mean, okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, Let me just read you off this list briefly. Phil Kessel, Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel, Johan Larson, Alex Galchenyuk, Travis Boyd, Anton Strauman, and Ilya Lubushkin. You know what they all have in common they're all ufa i know it's awful they will trade probably four or five yeah them. and they'll have 15 second round picks but what is that going to do well right but i'm saying right but i'm saying that for them there's no purpose of them keeping them because but they're gonna they're actually probably gonna need unless they retain set and they can only retain salary on three people uh they're gonna need uh contracts coming back to they get to the bodies cap floor. yeah to get to the cap floor so, um, I mean, yeah, Bill Armstrong will be busy. It'll be like a clearinghouse. It'll, it it'll, be, be, like, like a clearinghouse. it'll be like a publisher's clearinghouse without Ed McMahon. Um, but,
0: yeah, I mean. So, one other thing, Mike. I brought this up on um, SiriusXM. We're at the point now in this season where Thatcher Demko is now a Vezina candidate, too. Yeah. he um, He's played the most games. He's like top three in wins. He's 7-1 for the month. He has really overcome a lot mentally with what's gone on in in Canuckland there, and he's been their MVP. I mean, he – you know, Boudreau has done a nice job there, but if if Demko wasn't playing the way he was either, there's no way they would have gotten this far even with Boudreau. So you look at it and you say, yeah, you know what? He may not win it, but he should be in the consideration because he doesn't have the best defense in front of him, and he had all that COVID situation – and he did muscle through all of that mentally he's a very strong kid mentally obviously he's a big fast kid that's the other thing his his what's picked up on his game that hasn't been there before is the speed of his leg kicks i've seen him make multiple mm-hmm. leg kicks now a left and a right with lightning fast speed and for yeah. a guy his size it's hard to it's hard to score on that
2: yeah no yeah. he's when he's on top of his game he's 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 really on top of his game. Like he's a guy who, when he's playing at his best, we saw it. like You know, you saw it when he first came in last year in the playoffs. Even it's just you know where they yeah. couldn't. They, they, well, I mean, two years ago when they couldn't put Markstrom back in there. You know, like he was he was in, in you know he was killing it. Um, I mean, and they're a team. You know, they're they're obviously they're on a roll right now. They are pretty far out of it. You know, um, they're further out of it than. Then, you know, then the Islanders or the Flyers, even, you know, the fact that they where they are, because, you know, they're in eight. the
0: Pacific and the Pacific is a lousy division.
2: The yeah. Metro is not.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. But they're, uh, what, so they were. Yeah, they're only they're five points out, but they have four but catch four games at hand <clears throat> on them in the Pacific. So that's like that's you know that's but they
0: also. All right. But Ek, they also have a goalie playing like a top five goalie in the league. The Islanders don't. The Flyers don't. Yeah, I mean that's a big that's a big thing too, don't you think? Oh for sure, for sure.
1: No question about now, it. Now the sabres the sabres are gonna be the coyotes of the east because Eakin, Hinnestroza, Kajula, Hayden, Jankowski, Miller, Butcher, Hogg, and Pizic, and all their goalies except Uka Pekka Lukonen, are UFA's. So it's a again, yeah. it's a clearinghouse. I'm
0: not gonna talk about Pekka Lukonen. I'm uh, just telling you that now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it's, a, See, it's. I wonder why, Ross. I wonder why. <laughs> It's gonna a Twitter have thing. A-
2: you don't. You don't know about it. <laughs> they're going to have to make a lot of moves, obviously, and and it's going to be interesting how the Sabers do that because they have to. They, they have to know, get
1: assets back.
2: They have to get assets back, but they're also they're also not. You know, I mean. How long are their fans going to be able to say, like, we are doing a total soft? Like, you know, like, it's like they have to go with some of these guys that they think – some of these guys who are free agents who they believe in, they have to go with.
1: Heck, the, the, the fans here are intelligent enough to understand. Yeah, but just because
2: a guy has a UFA, Mike, <clears throat> doesn't mean you, should, you, you shouldn't you should try to sign him again. All right. I did
0: get a taste – all right, hold on. I did get a taste of the fan base last night, and there were some tweets there that I could see that some of the fans are really in pain. So like. Oh, yeah for someone like Pekka and that has the short window that's been really good like that's been their only hope right so yeah. like i even saw a few say hey if they send him back down i'm just going to stop watching him for the rest of the year well that's you know i understand where you're coming from like sabers dude but that doesn't that's not the best thing for that kid no. but I, it's just what's interesting is is what mike has said is mm. they are on such a high wire act with with that organization right now because i think they have done a lot of good things i i think they're on the right track but it's a long track and they've already been on a long track
2: yeah that's the problem that's a huge problem it's it's a huge, problem. It is. It is, it's but, a huge
1: problem i mean the the point is it's like okay you know okay you like the way vin i'm using him as an example you like the way vinny henestrosa is playing this year you know he's trying and he's hustling and that's great you can sign him july 1 or whatever it's like yeah. if you can get a fourth round a fourth round pick for him you trade him yeah, because all you're in right now is valuation mode when it comes to the Sabres. You don't trade him for
2: a fourth round pick, Mike. If you want to resign, wait,
1: what's the back? If you not- think
2: he's good, you don't let him go someplace else, he's not coming back. Like, you want to resign him mm-hmm. if you think he's half decent. I mean, you're the fourth round draft pick is such a crapshoot. Who knows? I mean, if they can about- still outbid everybody for him, Mike, I mean, there's that possible. Yeah, no, the, no, but the point is this. It's one. It's one thing to outbid outbid once you've let him out and go out there. It's another thing to try to get him now and say you're part of our future. We believe in you. Let's sign you. Like that. That's where this reasoning falls apart. You need in order to be a good team down the line. You need to have some players who feel that this organization believes in them enough to do that's that. That's true. No, you're but, right about that.
1: Right, but the okay. The Buffalo Sabers right now have 40 million in cap space right. going All into free the- agency. So. If you you know if you can sign Vinny Hinnestroza to a, a one to a, a one year extension for a million bucks, fine. I mean, I'm just using him as an example. But if you, at some point, you
2: have to trust yourself, Mike. At some point, you at some point as, as a GM, you have to say, "I think Hinestroza is a good player. I'm going to give him three three years at two and a half million or whatever." Well, no, say, that's
1: idiocy. No,
2: that's, it's not. Not if because then you get a player who wants to be a Buffalo Saber who wants to play for you. This the the, the constant. The insanity that is this constant repeating of trading away every player when they become free agents is, that is that's the definition of insanity. I mean, you're, you're not that's forming anything, you're not forming any team that way. You have to find players like I'll give you an example the Flyers and Mike Raffle years ago. Yeah, like the Flyers, you know, Michael Raffle was he was good, he was coming up on his free agency, and he was like, oh, okay, you know, he's he's solid, he does a lot of good things for us, but you know, he wasn't a star or anything, he was he hadn't had a big year with Giroux or anything yet. But the Flyers went and they said, you know, we're going to give you a three year deal the flyers did this with scott lawton too mm-hmm. it's like you get you go you go you know we're gonna give you a three-year deal for like two million dollars a year whatever and raffle's like wow that's i could go in for agency but you know this team believes in me for three that's, years
0: that's fair i don't know if henistrosa is at that point um he might not
2: be the guy russ but there have yeah. to be a couple of guys on this list. Well, i'll tell team. you a guy who
0: is that guy and he's he's homegrown for them his
2: middle stat but he can't get on the ice right and but so that's really killing yeah. them you need to make you need to you need to find the players that are playing hard every night the guys who want to the guys who do not hate being there and say to them be,
1: I, you know, that's I, to be part I, of
2: our I, building there's no reason not to take a I, risk I mean, on them.
1: i'm not i'm not against what you're saying but what i'm saying is is like in you know most of the instances these these players are sort of interchangeable parts the mark physics the cody eakins the colin millers drake great kajula their bodies their hole fillers they were brought in because they didn't they didn't want to expose the young guys that they have right. down there are some guys that are like that so honestly they're just pieces on a chessboard that i move i yeah. don't you know if if there's somebody if there's somebody like henestroza who's played above expectation and you can get him signed to a one or two year deal at a reasonable amount that's fine but you'd have just as good a chance of trading him and getting a draft pick and re-signing him in the summer cuz you have so much cap
0: space yeah long term doesn't make sense for Hines a couple years sure
1: yeah a
2: couple yeah. years but i'm like i'm saying i think three year deal 2 million a year is something that, that that they have plenty of cash space to do that. It sends a message to their to their team that they're in that they're that they're actually taking a chance that if you play well here and you work hard here, you get you get rewarded. Okay, here. but I'll give you the opposite of that, where it's also a similar
0: situation and it's not working out, like that Austin Watson deal in Ottawa.
1: Yes, or yeah. Zach or Zach Sanford in Ottawa. Right. These deals don't they don't
2: always work out. There's no question about it. But that fourth round draft pick that you got traded for doesn't always work out either, Mike. So no, it's that's like, true. So, I mean, at the end of the day, what you've done in this is, okay, Hinnestro doesn't, say Hinnestro doesn't work out. At least you've told the players on this team that are fighting for jobs that they are not just fighting to be trade deadline players, like that they're fighting for a possible long-term position in an NHL team that's, and the NHL team is willing to take a chance on some of those guys. Hinnestro is the perfect guy to do that with, I think. And I think that, you know. Well, they, see,
0: but they, all right. So they, they went in the trade and got Alex Tuck. He was that guy. Yeah. He's doing well now. He's a point a game. He's already,
2: he's already an established player. Though, no, right? no, he I get it. it.
0: But their problem is if you have too many seat fillers when they do want to start to be good, right. then you are stuck with these guys in their last year of their deals. That's the tricky part. That's no the
2: question. Guy, but they have no seat fillers Russ. I mean, they have like, no, I mean, no, no, they, no, it's like, no, there comes a point if, at which you have too, when I mean, what is too many seat fillers? I mean, what if that no, team has long term signed almost nobody? But, like,
1: it's like, I mean, the guy, okay, the guys that it is important, I, let's just say this. The Haydens, the cajulas, the Hinostrozas, the guys that I've mentioned—we know what they are. They're all in their mid to late twenties. They're they're hole fillers, as I said. I think what, they're all different. Uh, those players oh, 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 are. Oh, let me different. let me just let finish my point. Play. Well, the players
2: you listed there are very. All, very are not. I don't. Agree let me, them let, me all
1: let me let me let me finish what I was going to say. The players that are important for Don Granado and Kevin Adams to find out what they are over, say, the last half of the season. Not, you know, Dylan Cousins is going to play. But Rasmus Asplund, Jacob Bryson, Brett Murray, Yoki Haru, all guys who are 22, 23 years old who – can play in the NHL, but they've been limited by the amount of opportunity based on all these other guys being on the roster. You need to find out what those guys are before next year, because going into free agency and going into the trade season, you have to determine, okay, I've got this many players. Now I've got to go find three or four at this position. That it's just good management and good coaching to find out what you have on the roster. And when you have too many of these guys that are like good player, you know, good, whatever, fine. But, but they don't make it. They're not going to make a difference three years down the line when you're trying to compete for a playoff spot.
0: Let's 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 get off Buffalo. Cause Randy's gotten onto something good here. The last one. And I, and this was a discussion two years ago mm. at the, um, at the winter classic when it was Dallas, Nashville, and Philip Forsberg's contract was getting close to being due then. Yeah. It's close now. They're playing great. I don't think he's resigning with them. So are they just going to ride it out with him and just trade his draft rights?
2: Uh, it's a good question. I've, I've done some research on this too. I'm not convinced he's not resigning with them, first off. Okay. Um, but I don't, I, I don't, I mean, he does not, I've never heard anything about him not liking it there.
0: No, I don't think um, it's a situation of that. I think it's a situation of he's going to make too much for them
1: yeah unless they I mean
2: he might Nashville has has a way with you know in the past has has gotten players to take a little bit less because the the price of living is so cheap there and Mm -hmm. the reality of of playing there is like the pressure is is kind of minimal um but you know but it's a it's a it's not like a crazy hockey town or anything that he he's been there his whole career you know he definitely is a predator um in his mind so I think that that's they, they could get less from if he does the problem with forsberg signing you know big big money for somewhere else is that forsberg has predatoritis which is that he is hot and cold all the time right so mm-hmm. right now he's hot yeah <laughs> but there have been times when he's been cold as ice too i mean what we're seeing what we saw last year is all the predators go cold at the same time what we're seeing this year is they're all getting hot at the same time yeah. and that they're, they're a playoff team if they're all hot at the same time you know that's the way they are but the, the weird even- thing about the predators is that that is they, they never have some guys hot and some. Guys- <laughs>
1: They just never do but, but they, um, they, they they their situation right now is at home's extension kicks in next year
2: that's a killer
1: uh, you know yeah Sar, saros is making five million bucks Oof. um you
2: know, short term though he's not he's not He's. he's, he's three drunk.
1: more three more years three i mean three more years but the only, the only way they pay the only way they're able to afford forsberg um is if they are find a find some sucker to take ryan johansson or, or matt duchene i mean i don't know whether you know grand
2: well i mean here's the thing about you know about the for a second is they have you know their their goalie asker of coming you know so he's right when he, when he gets there he's a he's on a rookie contract so you look at those three years that the has signed two of those at least are right. you know maybe three are asker of right. years you know and and so there you have, you're going to have less than $6 million between your two goalies. Essentially, that's how they'll look at it. And right. that's, that's okay. You know, for predators, they'll say, okay, that's, that's fine. We got, you know, we're to, they have two pretty good goalies too. They'll have, if, 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 if Askarov is what, you know, people expect him to be. And Saras has been very good still. They have two really good goalies. For okay. So he's making six by
0: six. Are you going to give them seven by seven? Can they even afford that?
1: The only way they can afford it, I don't, have, I don't, I don't think
2: they-, they can, but. And I, I do think that there could be some maybe they maybe they I mean, maybe he's they, making six now. how much less is he gonna take my point. Yeah, I don't think I don't think any he's not gonna take less than six. I agree with you. Like, no, yeah. I mean, but he wants more yeah, he wants more than six, obviously. And he's and okay, he's twelve he take six for a couple more years. he's um,
1: twenty-seven years old.
2: He's right. twenty-seven years old, which is crazy. So, Doesn't he seem older than that? I mean he does. He seems well, he, way older than that. So um, I mean,
1: on, honestly, and you know, and you've he's got so he,
2: consistent that there's, it's, it's, he's a scary person to give more than six million dollars a year to, like on any team for any team to do it. But like, other teams he, will do it. But, but there's, but somebody's gonna really. That's that. Like, that reminds me so much of Ryan Johansson. It's like, and and I, I think they're different kinds of players. He's but, got a higher skill level than Joe. Oh, he's Hanson, definitely, I mean. and I'd, I'd rather have him any day of the week. But, but, but yeah. consistency wise. He's the guy we're going to say, man, they're giving him $7 million a year. He's scoring 20 goals. And that's like, you know, what's, you know, that's because Forsberg is really like at his core, he's been like a 25 goal scorer. Like he's not. No, but he could get 65 points on most teams. But that's not a $7 million player. 65 points. It definitely is. You think so? Yeah. I don't know. You said so that's a six 65, hey, 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 hey. 63, 64, 58, 64.
1: 50 in his in 64 games those are his first five seasons yeah he's a he's a seven to seven and a half million dollar forward
0: yeah maybe that's what i'm saying outside of nashville the points go up too
1: and this and
2: this year he's over this year he's over a point per game this year he's doing he's doing amazing
0: um I don't know. I don't know. It's it's, like it was a mistake for them to wait on him if they're going to keep him. That's where David Poyle made a mistake here. Yeah. But with, but you can understand why Poyle did, because why?
2: Okay. So he rolled the dice and now he's lost that players. You're going to sign long-term. Like if, 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 well, but, but again, if you were
0: going to get him cheap, you were going to get him cheaper coming off a bad year or not a great year. He's going to have his best year this year. He is not taking that big of a discount.
1: But what you what you might have to do yeah. is you might have to tra- trade a top prospect or a first round pick mm-hmm. al- along with a guy like Johansson or Duchesne to a team like Arizona or Buffalo, right. because, right. you know, to, to, to have the, the teams that have cap space and teams that need play need bodies. Because that's that 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 might be the reality. They have to clear find a way to clear the clear that salary out to, yeah. to be, and is is Forsberg more important than Duchene or or yes. Uh, Johansson? Yes. Yeah, he's more
2: important than both of them.
1: Right. He's the second most important player on that team, next to Yossi. But I'm still yes. not
0: sure the market has gotten better on the other two.
1: No,
2: no, oh, no. Well, but- Duchene. You know, it, it, it's it's. I mean, it's he's doing
1: better, but he's still got a bad contract. It's
2: infuriating. Like DeShane's infuriating. Like he's a honest. point.
1: He's a point per game this year. Yeah, you know, and
2: that all of a sudden, like it, it's like it makes you makes you it has to make if you're Boyle or or like a coach of that team so angry, like uh, uh, that he's doing so well, but at the same time so angry that DeShane, like the, the contract year is. Such, I get it. Yeah, you know, my it. gosh. I mean, he you got no effort for three years from him, and suddenly like he's on a contract year and he's a point per game.
1: Well, okay. no, no, well, but I mean, you're talking about Duchesne. not on a contract here. He's got – Dushane is on a contract here, is he? No, no. He's, got, he's, got, he's got three years, four years. Oh, okay. Yeah. i sorry.
0: And that's what makes him hard to trade.
1: Right. He's, it, I apologize. That, I thought he was on that, a contract here. I don't mind that. And, and that's why I'm saying you're probably going to have to – he's got four more years after this year, at $8 million. Don't forget. He's,
0: un- he's untradeable. Yeah, I'm unless
1: unless <laughs> <laughs> you throw Askarov off in a deal or throw yeah. him yeah. I'm completely wrong on Dushane. I apologize. And Johansson, what does he have left? Johansson's got three more years at $8 million. Yeah, Yeah. He's untradable so, too. Yeah.
2: So, I mean. And-
1: Johansson,
2: Johansson, maybe. What I would do is I would talk to Seattle about it and try to take. I would see if Seattle would take Johansson and like a second or pick round, second round pick or something like that or something crazy like that or try to take Johansson off. Seattle needs to add some skilled forwards. I mean, he did play in the
0: BCHL. He has some fans out there. There could be a, a deal to be struck up there, but that's only you only make that deal if you know Forsberg signed.
1: Right. Yeah,
2: I, I agree with that. I agree. You only make a deal if you think Forsberg signed. R- Randy, that was me in the giving you, giving you praise in the chat room. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> anyway,
1: um, okay. um, Minnesota has placed Victor Rask on waivers. I think he's at a four point two five million dollar huh. contract. So that's nobody's touching that. No. Yeah, according according to Pierre LeBrun, the Anaheim Ducks have. Formed- hold on,
0: you buried the lead there. They're putting, they're doing that to Victor Rask because they're probably bringing up bringing up Marco Rossi. That's why they're doing it.
2: Yeah, that's well, why they
1: I, I didn't. That it wasn't. It wasn't mentioned. Yeah, Rossi, because uh, uh,
2: Dan and our Dan on Hockey Buzz wrote about that today. Yeah, um, and Rossi is yeah. That, that's 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 a big deal, obviously. That's a massive deal. That could upgrade their their offense. And, and they're their already speed. they're already a really good team. I mean they're they're gonna be it's gonna be they add a lot to uh adds a lot to them right off the bat.
1: And uh, just a, just an update here while we were on the show, I was monitoring the uh, the Leafs post game or Leafs sorry the Leafs post practice media availability. Austin Matthews tested negative for the PCR test after testing positive for on a rapid test. So they held him out of practice for precautionary reasons. So right now they don't know for sure uh, whether he'll play tomorrow night against that. Will he get tested one more time? Oh yeah, they'll test him. I think I think you have to have two negatives after a positive to make sure. So, but they were being extra careful. So, which is smart because they've had. They've had 15 positives over the last month. So. Yeah, the
0: other thing is, and, I, and only because I was in the mode of Rossi because of uh, Rasp being sent down, Matt Boldy got called up too. Matt Boldy's a hell of a winger, and he's already a physical specimen. So if Matt Boldy's ready, again, Eck, I picked this team to make it to oh, the Stanley yeah, no, Cup. They can make it to the Stanley Cup. I'm telling oh, you. No, they, no, you're right. I'm
1: telling right. you, they are a scary friggin' bunch to play against. Felino and Greenway are freight trains, they are such yeah. big, tough. Yeah i honestly they I mean, just yeah. need
0: goaltending they, they have to have gold the right goaltending they,
1: they they trade they trade for uh for uh flurry or quick or somebody who's yeah. an upgrade over cocken and, and talbot and that could put them
2: on that run yeah yeah, yeah. I, and i think they will i think they will because i know that they've been trying to get to upgrade their gold tank for a while now yeah. i know that's for sure so anyway my stupid table i guess got... <laughs> sorry about that um All right, all the time we have for today. Folks, without the buzz, it is just hockey. We will be back again tomorrow. Um With Lucky
1: Land slots,
2: you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost
1: track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Lucky.